0: The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve, or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the West. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. And our New Testament reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 through 21. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yes, thanks be to God. You may be seated.
1: Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. This is that great day where we get to hear from the young folks of our church and uh, let me give you a little highlight of uh, what you're about to see. This year we had two senior high, well, we had two missions trips, and uh, and one junior high missions prep camping trip, and we're about to be uh, see a slideshow that has all three of those things in it, because some some young folks went on two of the trips, uh, and we had some junior high kids on one of the uh, trips, the the mission trip, the Embrace Family Camp. And so everybody's kind of mixed up this year, which is a great thing. Uh, We're about to see a slideshow here that shows first some pictures from Mullins, South Carolina, where senior high kids went to be in Mission Mullins. We joined about 80 or 90 other folks there ministering in their community. Um, And then we are gonna see about the missions prep camping trip with our junior high folks. And then finally, we'll see slides from a trip that we just got back from two days ago, Uh, embraced family camp. We had junior high and senior high students attending and serving there. Uh, So that's about what you're going to see, and uh, enjoy the show. Recovering drug addicts. And in fact, the guy was leading us, he was the guy we were all pointing to. His name is Austin, and he himself is a recovering dra- drug addict. And actually, had him share with uh, our young folks about that experience and what that's like. There's nothing like learning on the spot and uh, in the surroundings. Um, and uh, you'll see the, at the Embrace Family Camp, Embrace is a ministry to disabled kids and their families, and we were providing a prolonged respite for them so our team served as buddies for, for those kids and siblings of the kids while the parents got to have a lot of time for themselves and activities just for them. So um, uh, right now I'm going to have uh, all of these folks from all different trips in a second. I'm going to have them stand up. I'm going to have the young people uh, share uh, at this time. We'll see if there's time for the leaders after we have the young people share uh, so I want you guys to give your name, what grade you're in, and uh, and what you're going to sh- and what trip you're sharing about. Um, so some of you were just on one, but some of you were on multiple. But share what you really learned. What did you learn about the Lord, or, or learn about uh, learn about life on your on your trip, uh, or perhaps what was a highlight for you? Uh, so if you guys will all stand up in these four rows and turn around. So the congregation can see your smiling faces. There we go. All right. So I'm just going to pass. Is this a Oh, It does work. (laughs) You got a little microphone.
2: To learn new things, to show them, socialize with people, because that's what makes life.
1: Biggest thing that I took away from it. So there was a lot of meltdowns that I had to go through. But there were also moments Did you sure. melt down? No. Well, it was great to be with these guys this summer on mission, sharing Christ uh, through our words, through our actions, and, and training for that. Um, in your um, little order of worship, you see the sermon title in there? Pretty clever, isn't it? H2E? What do you think H2 stands for? What? What? It stands for how to. And, and what do you think E stands for? You would think from our trips it was EAT. But, but no, it's not EAT or Evaluate. Well, it, it's evangelize. how to evangelize, get it? (laughs) But I didn't want to spell out evangelism because I don't really like that word. So I'll be calling it the E word. I don't like it because it kind of sounds cold and clinical for something that is so life-giving and personal and epic for some individual. I don't like the word evangelism. We're not going to school. That's kind of like you and your fiance two weeks before your wedding going to a junior high health class and hearing about sex education. Similar kind of clinical, don't like it. But nonetheless, we are to evangelize. Um, And following these uh, testimonies by these young folks, I'd like to just give you a little primer on, uh, on the E word. Uh, sharing the life giving, life altering truth with a friend, with someone who's in desperate need of the love of Jesus Christ. So, if you can put up that uh, passage there, Angie, I'd appreciate it. 2 Corinthians 5 18 through 21. It's the passage, the New Testament passage uh, from today. Um, and the first thing uh, that I would say about this passage, let's just go down there again. Uh, all of this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the ministry of reconciliation, the message of reconciliation. And I would just stop right there and uh, go back to that previous verse there. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, 19. You did what I said. You're doing good, Angie. <laughs> Give Angie a hand back there. It's a thankless position being the slide changer. Um, do you know what God's doing? What's he doing? What's God doing? He is reconciling the world to himself. That's the business he is in. That's what he's doing. That's what his agenda is. He's doing that. The world, the people in it, have been estranged and separated from him, and he's about the business of reconciling the people back to himself. Now, by the grace of God, I love Jesus. I want to be like Jesus, so I'm going to do what Jesus did. What he's about, I want to be about to reconcile people to Himself. The E word. I want to reconcile people to Him. What are you doing with your life? I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of things that God gives us to do. We have work. Some of us have families, spouses, kids. All of these things are God-given responsibilities. But what's, what's the thing, what's the big thing that he's doing? He's reconciling people to himself. And he challenges us here in this passage to do the same. So now, now Angie, go on to the next, uh, the next one. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So he gave us this job to be ambassadors for Christ. It's a great image, isn't it? An ambassador for Christ. So I'm in a foreign country. We bear God's image. Let's show this image to those around us who are dying without him. <laughs> There are other images that we might show. Our self gets in the way all the time, doesn't it? But God's image is in us. We are his image bearers and we work, we commit ourselves, we intentionally go and live out our life in front of other people. In verse 21, it says that uh, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That phrase there is like what you would articulate if you're going to articulate the gospel. This is the heart of it. It's the great substitution. Our sin on him in the cross for his righteousness onto us, a perfect life that we would have a relationship with God. That's what you would preach. And that's what we do preach. But there's really two aspects to the E word, to evangelism. We preach the gospel, but we also affirm the gospel in how we live. Affirmation of the gospel, you might call it. I'm living out a godly life intentionally before a watching world. It was even up there in the catechism question. Did you notice it? So that by our godly behavior, others uh, might be one to Christ. That's what evangelism is proclamation and it's affirmation of the gospel. Another aspect of evangelism. But I would also say, let's go back up to, I think it's 19, Angie. You know, you're getting a real workout today. There's a real how-to. And it's not just proclaiming the gospel. It's not just affirming the gospel. There's a little phrase in here. Perhaps you didn't catch it. Not counting their trespasses against them. That's how he did it. He didn't count their trespasses against them. (laughs) We're supposed to do that too. We're supposed to go out and not count people's trespasses against them. Like in big ways, like Ananias and Paul. Remember Ananias sent to get Paul, who's been murdering Christians and helping in their murder. I think Ananias had something against Paul. He could count something against him. Uh, But the mandate here is don't count people's trespasses against them. Or how about the Samaritan going to help the Jewish guy who got beat up? Do you think the Samaritans had anything against the Jews? Well, yeah. The Jews were high and lofty. We are the pure people. You are mere interlopers, half-breeds, if you will. That's what the Samaritans were. If you want to study church history, I'll do a Sunday school class on that in about five years or so. (laughs) The Samaritan had something against that guy. What did he do? Ah, I'm going to not count that against him. And then he served him. And then the guy saw the love of God. And we do this in the smaller ways too. What do you have against people? Whatever it is, don't count it against them. Just don't count it against them. How about politics? Democrats, what do you have against Republicans? Republicans, what do you have against Democrats? Don't count it against them. What's your stance on COVID, on face coverings or not? Do you have something against somebody? Oh, don't count it against them. How about their race? How about their age? How about their taste in music? I got that against some of you. (laughs) Ah, don't count it against them, their educational level. How about the guy next door? (laughs) Maybe more pertinent. Does his dog come over in your yard and poop? (laughs) you got to have something against your neighbor and many worse things, too. Don't count it against them. This is the how-to. I call it a mission's posture. That's that's what we do. We set aside what we might have against someone from the biggest sin to the smallest little annoyance. We set it aside. We don't hold their stuff against them. That's what Jesus did. Not counting their trespasses against them in order to tell them life-giving news. We need the grace of God to be able to do this. And that's what these young people did this summer. And it's very encouraging to hear their testimonies, is it not? And they're learning to do so. And I encourage all of us to learn that same thing. Let's go out today and not count people's trespasses against them. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you did not count our trespasses against us. We praise you. We praise you. You did this by your sacrifice. You did this by your work. And we praise you. Lord, help us. Give us the ability to do the same in some small way. Let us have the grace that you have. Let us be like the psalmist in Psalm 103. As far as the east is from the west, so far did he remove our sins from us. Let us remove people's trespasses and sins from them as we try to share the love of Christ. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen.